Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. We passed through Thanksgiving a few days ago. You know, and every year around this time, I start thinking about the important people in my life who, who aren't here anymore. The acquaintances, my great-grandparents and my grandparents, my grandpa in particular. I remember Edna, who was my, my mother and my uncle's nanny, who was my nanny for a couple years uh, when my mom... When my mom and I moved in with my grandparents, I was about four, her skin was super dark and it had this um, this magical sheen to it, like velvet. She was, she was really nice. She was kind and she loved me. Her mashed potatoes were my favorite. I think of that around this time every year. I remember my grandpa, uh, how we could do anything, like build he could build things, write prose, tie flies, draw. He earned great living, had a beautiful house. And he carved a great turkey. Every time I see turkey, I think about him carving the turkey for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And he loved uh, making a big deal out of holidays. Not in a showy, weird way, but, you know, I don't know. The dining room sat like 14 people or something like that. And every holiday was full with neighbors and friends and anybody who wanted to come over he was super in he was like a very informal person uh, but he loved wearing fancy clothes he was charming easygoing always quick to laugh always quick to make others laugh and uh, he loved people he really really loved people everybody all people he loved being goofy showing off he'd, uh, he and I would put on a variety show for Thanksgiving sometimes and you know I lived in the house for a couple years so maybe it was just once or twice I feel like it was more but in reality it was probably just once or twice and we'd sing a number like I don't know Camptown races or something like that and then we do a couple of Laurel and Hardy routines like you have a banana in your ear or you know maybe a couple knock-knock jokes everybody would sit around and watch us put on this the show, singing and dancing and joke telling. He also loved the idea of the old yank the tablecloth trick. And I, I think he tried it at least once. It wasn't successful. He also liked falling into the pool with his clothes on, especially when I was swimming. And, you know, he'd do it just for a laugh. I'm not joking. He really did that. I think about how proud he'd be of me and my singing, and he'd love my own kids to death and would spoil them behind my back just like he did to my mom and me. And he'd be, I mean, he would be over the moon with technology today. He'd have every single gadget known to mankind. He'd have Alexa in every room. He'd probably not have to turn on a light with your hand. He'd, he'd have everything sent to the house automatically, and man, he'd be in hog heaven with FaceTime alone. He would be on FaceTime all day long. That's another thing I remember about my grandfather's little sayings and uh, colloquialisms like hog heaven and uh, deader than a doornail. I actually said that today, <clears throat> deader than a doornail. Whenever we drive under an overpass, uh, uh, he'd always yell, duck, and then everybody would quack. And it's funny because I had my son on my shoulders uh, yesterday or the day before, and I, I did the same thing. We go under the under the archway in the house and I'd say duck and, and he'd quack so that's still alive we also had this little whistle uh, my grandfather used to use which was actually my great grandfather's whistle Clarence Gurr 
That was his whistle. He was born in 1898. He was born right here in Southern California. My, my kids, both my kids are fifth generation Southern Californians. And that whistle you just heard, it, you know, it's not that special to anybody, but, but us. But man, that's over a hundred years old, that crook whistle. So, every year I think about these things, not as formally as, you know, this thing I've written down that I'm reading right now. But the memories come and go through the season, like I'm sure they do for you guys, too. I'll tell you, though, one thing has changed. And you, you know this, because I talk about it a lot. I have kids. I have kids of my own now. And... <clears throat> And I wonder what they'll remember about our time together. <laughs> I think about it a lot, man. A lot, a lot. And uh, I can't measure up to the memories I have. You know, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. I won't go down that way, at least not today. But I sometimes think maybe today's the day I try and yank that tablecloth, right? Or, or fall into a pool or at least show my kids something mysterious and wonderful to think of. You know, maybe I'll tell my son about how loud a sperm whale is. How it's so loud it could literally rattle you to death if it wanted to. I mean, that's amazing. Or the way a falcon, a peregrine falcon, you know, my son says, Dad, what's the fastest thing? What's the tallest thing? What's the biggest thing? What's the... You know, a peregrine falcon can literally plummet out of the sky and collide with another bird from like a mile away. That's magical. And sometimes I use music, you know, to, to show my son things. Maybe I'll play middle C on our piano, explain to him that the, you know, middle C is a fine note. It's beautiful. But then, you know, maybe you play a G with that. So you add something to it. It becomes something else. And maybe you play an E, add that to it. It becomes something else, something beautiful. E flat, beautiful. But it's the relationships, the intervals that count. You know, maybe he'll get it, maybe he won't. That's okay. <whistles> Thanks for listening, and happy holidays to everybody.